630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Fifty-three left in the first half. Alabama leading Georgia 9-3. Eight minutes left. Bruins up 7-3 on the Capitals. And in the first period, Kraken and Avalanche tied 1-1. Later on tonight, coming up in about an hour, it is the Rangers and the Kings. The Oilers did not practice today. They will not practice tomorrow. They are scheduled to practice again on Wednesday. Game against Ottawa coming up on Saturday now. 6.30 face-off show, puck drop at 8 here on 6.30. Jed, Ken Holland will speak tomorrow at 10. So Bob Stoffer on Oilers Now will have the recap. And, of course, I'll have more on Inside Sports. Craig McTavish scheduled to join me tomorrow night as well, as is NHL Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly, as uh, we want to get more on the NHL adjusting the schedule and COVID protocols and uh, all the kind of stuff affecting the league right now. Uh, I mean, COVID and protocols uh, affecting every sport, including curling, though they were able to play the uh, the uh, Alberta Scotties and the Boston Pizza Cup over the weekend and winning the Alberta Scotties for the, okay, Laura Walker's coming out. Laura, now I got to, I, I guess I can't say second year in a row, second time in a row because they're, was no bond spiel last season. I guess that's kind of how it works now in a COVID world. Anyway, congratulations. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for hopping on the show again. Uh, you know, first of all, just um, does it feel any different winning it the second time than it did the first? It does. There's a lot of emotions that go with winning this year. I think we were just really grateful to even be able to play this year with everything going on. So many being able to compete in whatever sport it is that they're competing in. So, Laura, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in because we got a we got a bit of a bad connection there. So you're cutting in and out, Kellen. Let's just see if we can uh, if we can clean that up because we want to uh, be able to hear Laura a little better than we were there. Uh, Laura Walker. Kate Cameron, Taylor McDonald, Nadine Scotland, representing the Savile Community Sports Centre, winning the Alberta Scotties over the weekend. They also won it in 2020. Of course, the event in 2021 was cancelled due to the pandemic. Laura, I'm sort of cut you off, but I couldn't hear what you were saying, so I don't think the audience could either. So hopefully it's a little better now. So I'll re-ask you that question. How does it feel uh, different winning the second time than the first? Can you hear me now? Yes, we got you. <laughs> awesome. Um, I, I think it just gives us that little bit of extra confidence that, um, you know, it, it wasn't a one-time thing. We weren't 15 minutes of fame, nothing like that. We are a good team. We're a consistent team. And it felt extra special to win this year when everyone else seemed to be sitting at home watching. We felt so grateful to be playing. Okay. And now last season when, I mean, there, I, I, there were some bond spiels, but there others didn't, didn't happen. Uh, how did you guys stay sharp last season with COVID disrupting so much? Yeah, we barely got to play at all. I was on a little maternity leave. And then when I was supposed to come back, pretty much everything was shut down. So we didn't really play much until we got to go to the bubbles and to the bubble and play at the Scotties. Then uh, we had a, a quite a few practices if we were able to within our province's restrictions leading into that, but we just kind of tried to get creative and do whatever we could off the ice with meetings and training and 
sports psychology and strategy and and we really dug deep into a lot of things that we might not have otherwise which i think was uh really good for our team yeah and now has it been um well i'll ask the question this way i think you'll know what i'm getting at how close to normal has it been this season so far so far it's been very close to normal we we've been really lucky we've got to play a very full schedule and when we get to events for the most part you know we're keeping our distance from other teams and that sort of thing but we don't have to play masks we, it's felt like we've had a normal year and then all of a sudden it seemed like this omicron just came out of nowhere and then we were our our provincial championship felt like it was kind of hanging in the rafters for a while we had no idea if we were going to get to go and um it like i said came out of nowhere and now the rest of the season seems to be in jeopardy well, and that's what I want to ask you about. Uh, there, there's an article here, the the Sun News Network, uh, the the title, and you can tell me if it's sensationalized a little bit. On the rocks, uncertainty surrounding Scotty's mixed doubles at Olympics has Canadian curling awash in controversy. Is 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 that a fair summary? Can you kind of put what's going on in your own words? Yeah. So far, as far as we know, the Scotties is moving forward. Unfortunately, it will have to be uh, with no fans. But we've received a full. Uh, 10-page document of protocols with PCR testing and isolations and daily rapid testing when we're there. There's a whole host of things that goes into being able to run the Scotty safely. So I can put an end to that one. It seems like right now the Scotties will be moving forward as planned. But as far as things like the mixed doubles go, um, we still are kind of left in the dark on that one. Still no announcement. Um, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on right now with cancellations people are, are controversial with the points that were awarded some teams got some some teams didn't so we're gonna see how the next few days shake out i'm just really glad that we won our spot and we are going right. to thunder bay okay well i'm glad you brought up the mixed doubles because uh you know mark kennedy comes on my show every so often and he was going to go to the trials that got counts was it winnipeg it was somewhere in manitoba for those uh, in Prairie, yeah. Prairie, pardon pardon me and uh so how can you mentioned something about a point system. Like, how how are they going to ultimately pick the mixed double representative for the Olympics? We don't know. <laughs> as far okay. as we know, um, okay. and that's just kind of like the honest truth from us athletes. We um, we haven't heard a whole lot about the process. What we understand is that it will be some combination of factors to do with um, your your ranking, your points, uh, your international experience, your experience specifically playing mixed doubles. Um, as a team, so there are a few factors that are going into that selection, but um, my understanding is that points and international experience and games together as a team are kind of the top three, but we'll see what shakes up over the next few days. Are, are you curling with Jeff this year, your husband, or who, who are you with in mixed doubles? No, I curl with uh, Kirk Myers out of Saskatchewan. Okay. He plays with Matt Denstone, so we've curled together the last two years. Jeff kept winning too many things with his men's team, and then I got <laughs> set aside in mixed doubles, so I needed a new partner, and uh, won the Canadian with my new partner, so we stuck together from there. Okay. Well, and, and I want to ask you about Jeff as well. I mean, he plays lead for Gushu, and they're going to the uh, Olympics. Like, do you have any uh, concerns about your husband going to China? Um, I, I have concerns about him getting there between now and after leaving uh, later this week for Vancouver. Their team is going to meet there and essentially bubble there so that they can hopefully avoid okay laura we're, lo we're losing you again okay kellen let's just try to get that one more time um because i, I just want to get that that question there so uh, so yeah she's explaining that uh the mixed double 
Olympic trials didn't happen. Uh, and her husband, Jeff, is on Brad Gushu's rink, and they won the men's uh, Olympic trials. So they're going to be representing Canada there. And uh, so we're, we're going to see how that all shakes down. But So this is kind of what's going on in the world of curling, that the some bond spiels have gone ahead, some things have been decided, and then with the mixed doubles, they they weren't able to play like they were going to play. So how are they going to pick Canada's representative? So that's why it's uh, kind of all getting to be a little bit of a a mess there, as she talked about. But as she as she said, with the women's, with the Scotties, that the plan is is that that's going to go ahead with no fans, and and that's how they'll play that. So that's uh, Laura. Sorry about that. Um, uh, you know what, what? What here's 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 what I really want to do. When if, when things are better again, I want you and Jeff in studio for like an hour, and we'll just have a grand old time doing an in depth interview. Well, it sounds like it'd be fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> I, yeah, I think it would be fun. That's that's one way to put it. Okay, uh, so just you know what what's up with with Jeff and uh, and how the the men are getting to the Olympics there. Yeah, they're off to uh, Vancouver here later this week. They're meeting there as a team to bubble there so they can hopefully avoid getting COVID before they go and then actually get to train and practice as a team together. So it's um, pretty serious what these athletes are having to do to try to avoid catching COVID at this point before they have to leave because a positive test would just unfortunately ruin their Olympic dreams at this point. So um, they're off to Vancouver later this week and it'll just be me at home. I actually slept in the basement last night after coming home from provincials and we wear a mask when we're anywhere even near each other in the house right now where I'm just trying to make sure he stays as safe as possible. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, I, 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 again, congratulations on winning. Uh, we wish you all the best at the, uh, at the Scotties as you go for the Canadian title and, uh, pass along my best wishes to, to Jeff as well. Maybe we can get him or, or Brad on before they, uh, before they leave here, before they compete. That would be fun. But congratulations to you. you know, I'm, glad, I'm glad things continue to go well for you. I really appreciate your time. Thanks very much. That is Laura Walker checking in the uh, skip for uh, Team Alberta. They are going to the Scotties as they uh, won the Alberta Scotties over the weekend. So, uh, yeah, the things, uh, as they do with a lot of other sports, things are constantly changing in in the world of curling. But she kind of gave you the update there and uh, her and her crew having a heck of a season for sure. It is uh, 9-6 Alabama leading Georgia with a minute 45 left in the first half of the college football national championship game. Not uh, the fireworks that perhaps some people were expecting yet out of that one. You are happy to, uh, you are welcome to chime in on the certainty hotline, 780-496-0063. You'll hear a little bit more from Mike Smith as well. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chat. understand there's a uh, power outage southwest edmonton i'm just looking on the epcor page here uh fairly no fairly large by the looks of it uh they're saying eight outages i'll try to zoom in on here this is not a area of the city i know as well as others uh affecting well i mean if you're if you're in these areas you probably know or you don't have the power to listen to the radio uh <laughs> But uh, if you're going to one of these areas, looks like we got a power outage uh, where uh, Windermere, uh, Heritage Valley, Charlesworth, Ellerslie. I'm just trying to pick up some neighborhoods off this map here. Allard, Cavanaugh. So kind of south, well, not just southwest, kind of a lot of the uh, deep south of Edmonton. I, I guess almost the, the map I'm looking at, 
I'm just going to say this. Most of the Edmonton neighborhoods south of the Henday uh, appear to have a power outage at this point, and uh, the Laurel neighborhood as well, north of the Henday. So uh, if you uh, if your power has gone out down there, you are not alone. So uh, that's what I can tell you there. A little bit of a uh, power outage update here on Inside Sports. A bit of a power outage in the national championship game. 9-6 at halftime. Alabama leading Georgia. I understand our Inside Sports goat, Cheddar, a big fan of college football. Cheddar, what do you think of the game so far? <laughs> Sorry, what was that? <laughs> He's either really excited or horrified. I can't tell the difference. <laughs> That's our inside sports goat, Cheddar, who hasn't been on the show for a while because it's been so cold. He's been hanging out in the, uh, in, he's got a really nice sort of bunk in the Bob Layton barn. Yeah. As, as you and I know, Kellen, when Bob Layton retired, you and I, with our own two hands, built a barn. Yeah. And we named it after Bob Layton. That yeah. was our retire- going away gift to Bob. And he's got all the amenities. He's got a sudden roof. He's got, he really uh, does. you know, Netflix. Well, it's snowed over now. 82-inch uh, screen TV. So he's got yeah. got it also. Hey, uh, Cheddar, uh, if you just give the mic back to Cheddar. For, yep. uh, Cheddar, uh, Cheddar, what's your favorite show on Netflix right now? <laughs> I believe he said... Uh, I believe he said American Horror Story Asylum. I believe that was his answer. Okay, yeah. Hey, good choice. <laughs> All right. That's, uh, that's our world-famous inside sports goat, Cheddar, C-H-E-D-D-A-R. All right, uh, 780-496-0063. Kellen, you have a couple other messages for me? Yes, I do. Uh Let's see here. We got uh, Oilers players do not have confidence in their goaltenders. Trade Carey Price or, or, or sorry, trade for Carey Price or Mark Andre Fleury. We are wasting an opportunity. That's from Andre. And then, Andre, uh, uh, I'll just jump in. Go uh, for it. F- fair comment that perhaps the uh, I, I doubt they would ever admit it, but perhaps confidence waning in the goaltenders amongst Oilers players. Uh, the, the feedback I have received from most of you is a no on Carey Price, though obviously, sir, was that Andre you said? Yes. So I guess he feels a little differently. Flurry's an interesting one. They'd have to take Koskinen, obviously, and probably retain a little bit. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would happen to the chemistry on the Oilers if they pulled Yamo and put in Kane? Not good, and that's from Craig. I think we touched on that first hour, but... Uh, so that person does not would not like to see that happen. Yes, yeah. I'm going to check what Escott's and Bob's poll is at. Mm. I, I was I was going to put out this poll, but the Oilers now guys did it. Uh, so their question was, and you can still vote on this until I think the end of their show tomorrow or until noon tomorrow. Would you like to see the Oilers take a flyer on Evander Kane one year around $1 million? Currently, they have over 1,800 votes. 61.5% say yes. 60 and a, 38 and perhaps, uh, I'm botching this one. <laughs> I, I, I'm so excited to have the goat on the show. Now I'm all titillated. Uh, yes, 61.5%. No, 38.5%. So that yeah. Twitter poll, which obviously this is informal, about 60-40 in favor of bringing in Kane. We right. had one caller say, do it. And we have this texture saying, not do it. Both Rob Brown and Marty Baran said, don't do it. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I, if, if Ken Holland gets asked about him tomorrow, he's probably not going to say anything because he's mm-hmm. not going to say too much about players who 
uh, or well, I guess he's a free agent. He's not under contract with another team. So you never know. That is an interesting one. I mean, good player. We've seen players with baggage come here and go to other teams and succeed. Uh, Rob's point was that that is a lot of baggage and some sort of dishonest stuff along the way. If you look at the uh, faking the COVID vaccination paper and all that kind of stuff, but you look at his stats. Well, he had 49 points in 56 games last season, 22 of them goals, had 26 goals in 64 games the year before that, 30 goals in 75 games the year before that. Uh, over like over 150 penalty minutes and over 55 points in 18-19 for the Sharks. I, I mean, the young man can play, but as as Rob said, the San Jose Sharks, who are scrapping for a playoff spot, I mean, they're they're right around the Oilers in the standings. Uh, they're a point ahead of the Oilers in points. They're slightly behind the Oilers in points percentage. So like Edmonton, they're in a fight with, you know, LA, Winnipeg, Dallas for the final playoff spot. And, and as Rob made a good point, the Sharks who need players to help them make the playoffs could have Kane on their team and they're deciding not to. So we'll see. But I, 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 I mean, if for the, for the fan who said earlier, well, look what he would bring. Yeah. I, I can't argue with that in terms of what he has in terms of skill. Okay. Uh, Mike Smith, a little bit from the weekend. Uh, I asked him, so uh, how have you changed when it comes to dealing with the rough times over the course of your career? It's definitely something I learned the hard way, probably throughout the course of my career. You know, I used to beat myself up quite a bit, um, you know, before kids, before I had a family and, um, I'd wear it pretty hard for, you know, it seemed like, you know, game in, game out. It would, it would last for, you know, a week, two weeks. It was hard to let go when you're kind of in a funk. But, you know, playing with Shane Doan for six years, I think he just told me, like, the ebbs and flows can't be so high and low that you're, you know, when things are going really well, it's, it's nice. But when things aren't, you can't be so down that it's, it's so far to climb back out of that hole. And so... I mean, Zach nailed it. I mean, it's the the ups and downs and the, the ebbs and flows of the season, if you look back on it at the end of the season, don't really seem like that big of a deal. So I think it's just about really staying as even as possible and uh, not listening to the noise and trying to deal with, you know, these unique situations as best as possible and sticking together as a group and and uh, going out there every night and trying to, you know, do whatever we can to win hockey games. I also asked Mike Smith about the back and forth between Tippett and Koskinen. I've played with Tip before, and I've heard similar stuff. So it's no, it's no nothing new. And I and I like what Miko said too. I think he stuck up for himself, and it's not all in the goalies. You know, I think it's not, it's not one player in the room that's going to turn this thing around. It's it's a group effort, and I think you guys have been around long enough. I think if you guys watch the hockey games, it's not just one player that's going to win and lose you a hockey game. It's a team game, and that's the best part about playing hockey is that one or two players can't, aren't going to win you a Stanley Cup. One or two players aren't going to lose you a Stanley Cup. It's a group effort, and if you don't have everyone pulling the same direction, then you, you have no chance. You have no chance at all. So, I mean, people can point fingers all they want, but at the end of the day, one person's not going to change this thing. And right now, our team game isn't good enough to get us over the hump. As a team, we need to be better. Each individuals need to be up their game a little bit more and figure out a mindset that allows us to win hockey games and gives us a chance to. 
All right, that is a little bit from Mike Smith. Ken Holland speaks tomorrow at 10. Bob Stoffer, Oilers now noon to 2. I'll have inside sports from 6 to 8. Again, Craig McTavish and Bill Daly scheduled to join us. Cracking an avalanche, 1-1 after 1. Boston beating the Capitals 7-3. Thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer this evening. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.